What a nice day. You know, as fucked up as this place gets, Deadfall really is lovely in the springtime. I... I love you, Celia. Thanks you very much, my sweet. <laughs> oh, are we doing a bit? With the camera on? Okay, you little minx. What do you want me to do? It's time for some spooky sales down at Dr. Finger's Discount Medical Procedures and Palliatives. Christ, are we in a commercial? It's spooky season in April, and I want to save your bank account. Check out these prices. They're scary good. Mwahaha. 20% off all lung transplants, leg extensions, treatment for exposure, and try our new and improved brain scanner to check and see if you're a different person than you think you maybe are. Price is so good, you'll die. Sweetie, that's a terrible line. You gotta run this stuff by me before we film these. Mwahaha. So grab your casket and a shovel and come into my humble home. What music the bonesaw makes. Jesus Christ, we're gonna get sued again. The Deadfall Wisconsin podcast is deeply spiteful for the animosity of all its supporters and to the Deathwater Consortium for underwriting the reduction of this podcast. DDWC, promoting all avenues of art, carnage, identity, and general human depravity. Welcome to the Deadfall Wisconsin Podcast. Here, five of the most experienced and qualified investigative journalists in the world focus their combined expertise and energy into solving one of nature's greatest mysteries. In 1918, right here in Deadfall, Wisconsin, a local farmer found a mutilated deer carcass on his property. Scavengers had destroyed most of the remains. However, the skull remained intact, with one odd feature. Please help, please help. Are the causes of these fangs evolutionary? Obviously. Or something more sinister? Help us, help us. Please, please, please help us. We are going to spend the next two years finding out. You're in deadfall. From the collected effects of John Doe 1, Nearctic Mycelium Zone, Lot 1A, International Correspondence. Letter 2. Hector Scheitzman to Elsie Burke White. Dearest Elsie, I write you again feeling like two people at once. The old Hector who wrote you last, standing on the brink of an unknown future, with only fear and guilt to guide him, trembling and afraid. And the new Hector... Guiltless and fearless, 
wielding a power that is forever and true. Deadfall was not what we expected. We arrived to find a land entirely unpopulated and unsettled, with the exception of a single small structure. This building, a cabin of sorts, seems to have been previously inhabited but only recently deserted. When my sister and I entered, the stink of its previous occupants lingered in the still air. While the only obvious use for the structure would be as a shelter for hunters, the people who lived here before us clearly did not hunt. They left behind strange garments of the softest fabrics, decorated in patterns so garish they quite literally stung the eye. Oyster shells littered the rotting spongiform floor, and we spent days clearing out strange gizmos, contraptions reminiscent of soda fountains, stethoscopes, and telegraphs, though somehow different. In the days that followed, it seemed as if we'd been abandoned to die. My theory was that the entire project was an elaborate act of revenge, inflicted upon me by a victim of one of my earlier schemes. However, once we made these habitations livable, rations by way of crate delivered to our doorstep began to regularly appear. We still don't understand the mechanical logistics of these deliveries. Neither of us have ever witnessed these victuals arriving, but they are here in great plentitude, and the quality of the food is nearly beyond description. The oysters in Deadfall are fresh with a clean sweetness that both satisfies and invigorates at the same time. If you were to offer these at your star market, you'd be the wealthiest fishmonger in Europe! Unfortunately, not all of our surprises have been quite so pleasant. Given the situation in which we find ourselves, I have come to believe that I am not only to establish a church, but also to farm this land. I've taken to surveying the gently rolling territory around our cabin and did find some evidence of previous attempts at agriculture. Sugar beets and cabbage have been grown here in the past with some success. However, every time I put a shovel into the ground, and there is no polite or easy way to say this, I find a corpse. It seems this place, this deadfall, is aptly named. The land we have is filled to the point of saturation with bodies of the dead. Some are in an advanced state of decay, but some seem so freshly deceased that even as I pull them from the half-frozen ground, the skin seems warm to the touch. This place has no folk living here now, but I am coming to the inescapable conclusion that, at some point, it may have been the center of some kind of society or civilization. I've established a large pyre some distance away from our cabin, and it is from there that I write you now. I am out of my sister's ever-watchful eye, though I have no doubt she has begun to unravel what I am doing. Her worsening infirmity will prevent her from reaching this place on her own. You see, and here is the pleasant surprise, the vile witch has become gravely ill. Her lungs are filled with black poison. Her skin is as grey as a dead carp's belly. Her eyes are sunken so far in her head that I often cannot see her pupils. She's lost her hair and recently she's taken to bed. I do not think she will rise again. In this way, our plan will be fulfilled, my dear. And without any direct action of my own, I am absolved of all guilt.
What's more is that, conversely, as her strength has been drained, mine has been restored. My gout is resolved. My joints are loose and free. Even my cough is gone. I feel younger and more powerful than ever before in my life. My Raj shall bless your womb in ways most disturbingly pleasurable. And now, finally, it's time for me to relate the greatest surprise of them all. Of all the fantastic unrealities of this report, this one is the most important. I've learned that the teachings of the Church of Hidden Music are, in fact, authentic and true. This may be difficult for you to understand, but I now know that when I thought I was conjuring my visions and messages from the unfathomable void as a means of worming my way into the beds and purses of so many housewives, the void, the very real, all-consuming, purifying absence, was in fact speaking to me, through me, and speaking the absolute truth. Elsie, my love, my utter nothingness, there is the void. An end to all things, and I am its herald, its chosen champion. This, of course, necessarily changes the nature of our love, but do not let that discourage you from joining me here. Once my dear sibling has succumbed to the mortal condition, I will set in motion the things that need to happen to guarantee your passage to Deadfall. When you get here, you will see this place for the Eden it is, and just as I've birthed so many corpses from these fields, I will birth so many offspring from you. Within a few years, it won't matter that there isn't a population of Delphal to recruit to the Church of Heated Music. You will fill the pews and choir with our own children, a thousand kings and abels, all prostrate before me, presenting their best offerings in worship of the unfathomable void, and of me. I eagerly await your reply. Inexplicably, as far as we are from civilization, we do have quite dependable mail service. Eternally yours, Master Teacher. Postscript. As I write this letter at a small desk I'd constructed near my burn pile, I was approached by a strange creature. It may shock you to read that it was none other than one of the famed deer spoke of by those very same gentlemen who sent me here. Its arrival at this opportune time, its docility, its deference to my authority and yield to my touch, is further evidence of my divinity, which I claim fully and without repentance. The creature is well built. Its fangs are nearly six inches long each and white as ivory. Its antlers stretch high and wide as an elk. It is heavy with child, yet follows me about like a puppy. Still, I sense its strain, its building crisis. Soon the steer will give birth. I plan to coax the beast back to the cabin and deliver its litter within the walls the void provided. And, I admit, I rather enjoy the idea of a deer issuing forth its progeny as my dying sister departs this world. Maybe it's symmetry of it, the birth and death happening at once. To be completely honest, maybe it's just that I want to rub her nose in the fact that she could never bear a child of her own one last time before she finally makes her long-deserved journey to hell.
Thank you for visiting Deadfall, Wisconsin. This has been episode 12.5, Interstitial 4, A Convention of Bones, starring Jim Bedagliaco, written by Carl First, with additional writing by Eric Stegbauer. Sound mixing and music by Eric Stegbauer, produced by the Deathwater Consortium. Join us next week as the team gets, frankly, even weirder.